Happy New Year to everyone out there in the Derbyverse. Here we are again for another week with Power Through the Fourth Whistle. This episode will be releasing on December 31st, so this will be the last episode of the year. The last episode of the 2018 season. And that means we are ready to move on to bigger things in 2019. I hope you've got some great plans tonight. Maybe you're going to a party. Maybe you're going to hang out with some friends. Or maybe you're going to, you know, adult and get a good night's sleep. Whatever works for you in your life. That's fine. (laughs) So today... Uh, Before I get started, I do want to remind you again, we are on iTunes, we are on Spotify, we are on almost every place you can find a podcast. So please, wherever you listen to this podcast, rate and review and subscribe. Let people know about it. Please share with your friends. We can use all the help we can get to spread the word of positivity in the Derby world inspiring others. We all want to get better together. It would be a beautiful thing. So today's episode is about three major ways to achieve your derby resolutions and goals in 2019. If you really, really want to get after it this year, here are three big ways to help you get there. The first way is changing your thought pattern. So I actually got a lot of this from Bonnie Destroyer. If you don't know who she is, she skated bank track for many years and she changed many lives. Bonnie was this great skater, but more important than her on skate skill videos, which you can still find on YouTube, was the impact she had on mindset training. She gave a lot of talks at RollerCon with Isabel Ringer about um, burnout and different uh, interleague relation things, and mostly just your mindset while training. She really wanted to bring just positivity to the Derbyverse, make every day as rad as possible, and I super miss her. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, this sounds like a eulogy. She's not dead. She just, she's gone underground. She's not a part of uh, the Derbyverse right now. She has moved on to hopefully wonderful things in her life, but I, that's one of the reasons that I started the Derby page, Power Through the Fourth Whistle, and I started this podcast is I feel like this was a really important thing in roller derby to have a source like this to give great advice and to inspire people to do better to be better and i wanted to continue her lessons and her training so uh she had made these mp3s and sold them online i don't think you can find them anymore she had all these blog articles and her website has since lapsed but i really want to share one of her lessons today uh, because they really, hu- this one really helped me change my approach to learning because I was an insufferable perfectionist. If you met me in the first few years of my derby career, you absolutely saw this. Uh, the game would be over and I'd focus on all the things that went wrong. But I learned to change my language and change my thoughts. And I try to spread this around everywhere I can. And it all starts with 
the puppy talk. Imagine you've taken home an adorable puppy. This puppy loves you already and is so happy to be around you. When you try to teach it good habits, every time it makes a mistake, you kick it hard in the stomach. You tell it how bad it is and how it failed. This is the only way you teach it, by punishing it when it's been bad. This puppy will not be enthusiastic about learning new tricks anymore because all it knows is that eventually it will disappoint you. Now imagine you are learning a new skill for the first time. You're on your skates, you're trying to figure it out, your first approach doesn't go perfectly right, or the second, or the third. In fact, it's starting to get worse the more you try. You are getting more and more frustrated with yourself and you give up in disgust. And you're like, ah, I'm the worst. Has this ever happened to you? Have you seen it happen to others? Maybe on your team? Have you seen it on other teams? Have you seen it in other areas of your life? <laughs> change your language, change your thoughts. This is basically setting up a translator in your brain taking things like when you have a thought of this is hard, change it to this is challenging because challenging is the same thing as hard, but the change in the word means I'm embracing a challenge instead of this is a hard rock in my path that I'll never be able to move. Change I'm not good at this to things like I'm not there yet, but I'll persevere if I don't give up. Maybe I can ask someone who's good at this for help. Change things like, I'm the worst, to I'm learning and making tiny improvements every day. I need to notice where I've made progress. <laughs> so whenever I hear somebody say like, oh, I'm so bad at this, or I'll never get this right, I try to swoop in and help them rework the sentence. Uh, just kind of come in like the, you know, if you've got like a little devil and a little angel on your shoulder, I try to be the little angel person and I come in and I'm like, you mean this is really challenging me right now, but I know if I keep at it and break it down, I'll figure it out. Or my favorite, you know, when someone says, that's my bad leg or, or that's my dumb leg, as if your leg has a mind of its own and it's trying to bring you down. <laughs> so I come in, no. You mean your smart leg and your leg that's still studying for finals or your strong leg and your leg that's a rocky training montage in the gym leg or my favorite, you know, your good leg and your better leg. <laughs> Both of your legs are good. One of them's just better. Um, the other one's still learning. It needs support. Don't kick it with insults. So I like to think about this like, you know, I'm a good fairy, I'm swooping in, I'm waving a wand, trying to help them see the situation with, you know, a new way, spreading positivity in a more eager learning environment. I, you know, I, I picture glitter flying up into the air because I was this, that person that was kicking myself all the time. And I don't wish that on anyone, you know? I don't care what I feel about you. I don't want this to happen to you. Another great example, has anyone ever told you great job after a game or try to say something nice to you and you reply like, oh, you know, what about the time I didn't get lead or, oh, I played so bad. I was awful. Like, oh, no. So it's like somebody came up to you 
with this beautifully wrapped present, and you said, no, and you slapped it down. No present for me. I don't deserve it. It's on the ground now. <laughs> I'm sure this has happened to you. Or maybe this has happened as you, as the person giving the compliment. So my advice in this situation is receive compliments graciously, even if you don't agree in the moment. Just say thank you. Say thank you. One more time. Thank you. Accept the compliment into your life. Resist the urge to contradict it or knock it down. Throw it back in the person's face. Because people, honest to goodness, don't have to say nice things to you. And if you always object, they might just walk away and be less likely to approach you in the future. It's pretty rare that you'll find a person who wants to argue with you until you agree with them. Like, no, really, no, really, you're the one... So if you're like, no, no, I was terrible, I was the worst, and you're like hoping that they'll be like, no, that's not true, you're so good, I need you to believe that you're so good, that's not really realistic or fair. <laughs> not everyone wants to have that fight with you. And if you really want that person to argue with you, you really wanted the compliment in the first place, so just take it. Take it. Knocking down compliment gifts is not being humble. It's puppy kicking. If you want to be humble, you can say, thank you, but I had a lot of help. I've got a great team around me. I couldn't do it without them. See, now you're handing out gifts to other people, <laughs> making it all go round. All right, that was the first major way to help you achieve your resolutions and goals in 2019. The second way is record data. Be a nerd. Get a notebook. It can be anything. But I find building the habit, making it more lasting to keep up with this notebook, it really helps if it's a cute notebook, there's something on it that you really like, maybe an inspirational message, maybe some sparkles, I don't know. But this has to be your special notebook. Maybe it shouldn't really look like any other notebook. Maybe you're decorating it with stickers. I don't know. This is your notebook. And in it, you're going to write down your goals or resolutions, whatever word you want to use. But I want to say goals. This works for derby goals and off skates goals. Last year was the first year I started writing down my workouts every day. This was nice because I would sit down one day a week and I would plan out my workouts for the week. And then I didn't have to think about it as much. And I could see the plan. I could see like how it went with my goals. One of my goals was I really wanted to pull up this year. So I set out this training week after week of how it was going to grow incrementally. I could see my progress because I could look and be like, okay, last time I used this color band to help me. Now I feel like I'm strong enough to go to the next one down that gives a little bit less help because I'm stronger. And I could only see that because I was writing everything down. It was so nice to see where I'd made the progress. And then I got that pull up. I was so excited. I was so happy. But unfortunately, on my road there, I overtrained. And now I, well, I still have this. Uh, I've got like a little bit of like tendonitis thing happening in my elbows. So I had to change the way I was working out. And I could see, okay, the reason this happened was because I added all this other stuff in at the same time I was doing this really specific pull up training and it was too much. And I goofed up my elbows. So now I have to do PT to help the muscles around the elbow area 
uh, be stronger so that it's not putting pressure on those tendons so they can do the job. This only worked because I had a notebook. That's the only way I figured this out. I also wrote down my goals for on skates in a different notebook. I have a workout notebook and I have a derby notebook. This one's actually has a, spe a special name. It's called My About Book. I am not sponsored, but this is a product that has been made. My sister gave it to me as a gift. I did not know that this existed, but once I discovered it, I thought it was pretty amazing because I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to noticing stats because I want to see my progress. I want to see the team's progress. So in this book, most of it is like a game by game thing where you can fill in what happened in a game. You can fill in the score, the halftime score, uh, notes about the venue, where it was, what type of wheels you use, what the temperature was like if you want. You can put in your personal stats, um, all that stuff that's in those sheets. But then the page opposite it isn't the cold hard numbers, it's more the feelings, how you can record what the roster was like, how the team felt that day, what goals you personally accomplished, what you learned you want to work on for next time. Because you know out there in the moment, lots of it just starts to blur together. You get total jamnesia. You don't know what's going on. Sometimes it's hard to remember what you did well. You focus on a couple moments here and there where you failed, but we're going to change our thoughts. Instead of failed, I'm going to say, AKA, didn't do as well as you wanted to, but learn from it and won't let it happen again. See what I did there? <laughs> Changing your thoughts. And actually, if you don't do it within the, like a week of having the game, you're not going to remember what it felt like either. So you need to actually keep up with this if you want to see game by game progress. And if you had a, a season long goal, this is where you can write that stuff in. For example, the tournament at the end of the season this year, I didn't write in my games. The, the weekend blended together. I don't have any data from that weekend. Um, so, but I did talk about it at length on this podcast. So I feel like the learning has taken place anyway. So your goals for Derby, they can be anything. They can be for others to know as well or just for yourself. So a goal I had in 2018 that I shared with the team was that I really wanted to get 10 apex jumps in games during the whole course of the season. Because I'm a person who loves jumping the apex, but forgets to look for the opportunities. And once I put that goal out there, I was always looking for it. I was on the hunt. I, I wanted to add little, little chicken scratches to my tally. So every time I got one, I'd come back to the bench and the team would celebrate with me. And they'd ask me, how many do you have now? They're they're invested now in my goal. They care about my goal because I shared it with them. They wanted to be a part of that. They asked for how they could help set those up a little bit better because they wanted this goal for me too. It was really awesome. But then sometimes you need to have some goals that are just private goals for you too, that you don't need to tell everybody about. And I'm going to share one of those with you now because the season's over. A private goal I had that I wrote down was I wanted to help develop all the other jammers on the team. I wanted to make sure that there was going to be up to five people who were ready to go, who could jam a whole game. And I wanted to help them because I was one of the most experienced players. I'm not a captain or part of coaching, but I knew I had all this experience and I really liked sharing it with other people. And I had had a great experience with my past team that I had transferred from of developing this energy with the other jammers. Like it's not a club, but it's kind of a club where you're supporting each other. I mean, you're kind of competing with each other a little, but 
mostly I wanted an atmosphere where we're cheering each other on, we can share advice and moves, be there for each other so jamming would never feel lonely. So when you come back to the bench, someone has a positive word for you, especially if you just had a jam that was pretty tough. It really helps if somebody can, you know, help, help you out a little bit. And we did that. We did that. We had five solid people who were ready to go at any time and sometimes six. And in that way, their successes also got to become my successes because I felt like I helped. I, I, I gave them some of my moves. I'm like, you can go do this too. Please go do the move. I was so excited to share. It doesn't have to be all mine. I don't have to be the shining star. I want everybody to be shining stars. So when I encourage a teammate to go out and get Apex Jump of her own and she does it, it felt even better than mine. And it made me want to go get another one. So it was, it was just wonderful. Like, you should, in your notebook, be recording milestones. Did you have a penalty-free game? Write it down. Did you have an apex jump? Write it down. Did you do that backwards hit out on the jammer you've been practicing all year? Write it down. Know that you did it. Did all that footwork pay off and you did that move you've done a hundred times in practice and it finally happened in a game? Celebrate that. Write it down. Pat yourself on the back. Remember this good feeling you had of, of doing the thing you've been working on so hard so you can cultivate more of that feeling. You can also record compliments you receive. Write them down. Not your mom saying you did good. I mean like words that really meant something to you. Maybe a coach, captain, mentor, somebody you really look up to pointed out, hey, I can see how much progress you've made and all your hard work has paid off. Like you really did well in that game. You really did well in that jam. Maybe a younger skater came up to you and said, hey, I really look up to you and you inspire me. I, the things you do, I want to do that. But it's more important what, while it's more important what you think of yourself, it also really helps when you get into a session of puppy kicking to see reminders of other people's positive statements about you that can help you knock it off. And you can, you can even put a date on it. If that helps you with remembering, hey, there was this day where this person thought this thing of me and man, I really, I really want to live up to that all the time. If you are f finally like nailing a skill that's been challenging you, like this is not a notebook thing, but maybe take a video of it so you can remember this moment and all the hard work that went into it. Have a friend like grab your phone really quick and just be like, hey, I'm finally doing this. Can you take a video of it? Because I want to remember this, that I finally got it. The day I was so happy, I finally got it. I mean, you can share it if you want on social media so others can celebrate with you, or you can keep it to yourself. There are things I put on Facebook under private just for me sometimes, because sometimes I just want to look out, look back and see like, yeah, this was the time I did this thing that I'm really proud of but I keep the victory for myself. It's just my little secret, my victory. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama, 
to messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby. There's really something for everybody. Visit powerfourthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. All right, moving on to the third way. The third thing you can do to really help you achieve your New Year's resolutions and goals, visual reminders. Put messages in plain sight to remind you of your goal, why you want this, and on the flip side, remove distractions or objects that might hinder your progress. So, for example, if you have a derby skater you really look up to, there's something they do you really want to do, uh, my example would be Satan's Little Helper. I really look up to her as a jammer. I know she doesn't jam anymore, but I really loved watching her play. So uh, there was this great photo of her doing an apex jump and getting past people. And I put it as a wallpaper on my laptop for a while because I just wanted to be like, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to do. She's great at that. I'm going to do that. Same thing with Brick Tater. She's another skater I really personally uh, connect with and look up to. I really like what she's all about. It's a, a great picture of her skating I used as a wallpaper for a while. It's just a nice little visual reminder of, I mean, it's not a specific goal, but it's like, that's what I'm going for. That. I'm going to make it my own, but that's what I'm going to use as the inspiration. That's what I'm going towards. So a lot of people, not derby related, just life related in general, make a resolution or goal of they just want to be happier. They want a big mindset adjustment to improve health and well-being. Like there was a year where I was going through a really dark time and I read a bunch of books. I really wanted to change my mindset. And one of the things I found during that time, it's so simple. It was just a little quote and it came with a piece of candy. It was just stuck in with a caramel. And I liked it so much, I actually taped it up on my cupboard in my kitchen so I can see it every single day. And it's been there for years now. And the quote is, Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. This reminds me that happiness has to come from within. I can't be disappointed in others for not making me happy or keeping me happy. I can't go to Derby and be like, these people are responsible for making me happy or they should all be into what I'm into. That's, that's not how it works. If you want change, you have to be the change you want to see in the world as we've heard so many times. I can't be disappointed in others for not making me happy or keeping me happy. Happiness is a choice I make, and I can create it anytime if I try. The part about it not being ready-made also reminds me that I can't buy happiness from a store. That, you know, stuff or treats might be fun, but it's not gonna create a lasting happiness. That's all on me. It has to be something I make. I have to, you know, remember to appreciate what's around me, find the good, look for the silver lining, and have gratitude for all the awesome in my life. Because when I look around, there's a lot of awesome to be had, and I actually am super grateful for it. So I like having that around 
every day to just be like, yeah, happiness, me, I'm doing that. I'm happy. So the opposite is true as well. You should remove things that are visual that are sending you the wrong direction, things that make you sad, things that distract you from your goals. If you see something and it's, it's making you feel kind of bummed out, it needs to go. It like, you know, I, I had something on my wall that was kind of bumming me out that, uh, was from a group of people that I'm not a part of anymore and it was making me sad to look at. So I put it away because I, I should only remember it in a fond way. And if it's making me sad, then just put it away for a little while. Um, if somebody on Facebook is putting out more negative energy than positive, it brings you down when you see it, it's time to hide them. It can just be for 30 days. All you have to do, you see that post you don't want to see, go to that tiny arrow in the corner of the post, click on it, and be, you know, hide so-and-so for 30 days. Take a break. When they come back into your newsfeed and they're suddenly there, it's probably going to surprise you because you'll have forgotten about it. And when you see them, you have to ask yourself, did you miss them? Or were you happier without them? This... You can still be friends with these people. You can be friends with them in real life when you see them in real life. But if what they're putting out into the world is bumming you out all the time, which obviously, you know, you're responsible for your own reactions, but you can choose not to see these things. You actually have the power over what you choose to see, who you choose to hang out with. You should have positive people in your life and distance yourself from negative people. They don't have to be in your life or in your life as much. You can really love these people, but limit your interactions with them. Okay? It's okay to limit the interactions. Take a little bit of space. I mean, it's all a choice. Who do you want to be? What do you want to be about? Surround yourself with people who have similar goals to you, who want the same things as you. Like the teams I've bet on have had different types of goals. You know, my first team was all about super into success, but they didn't care if they liked each other. And that was okay at that time. My second team, super into loving each other, wanted success, but wanted to love each other more. And that was something I really needed at that point in my life. And I'm really happy now to be on a team where everybody really likes each other, but they also are super into success. They want the team to do good. They want themselves to do good. They all have their own goals and they're gunning for them really hard. They really want these things to happen. And so for me, I feel like I finally found this meld of the best of both worlds where we want these things for each other. We're pushing each other, but we're also helping each other out. We're being the little good fairy to encourage each other and change the language, right? <laughs> change the thought process so we can all be brought up together. And I think that's beautiful. And I want more of that for everyone to take that back to your teams and Get surrounded by people who are into what you're into. Because I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably 
a little bit like me and you just you really want to be inspired you really want to do well you want to go out there and to use a bonnie destroyer term basically see how rad you can be in one lifetime <laughs> it's kind of a fun word you know just go out there and you don't have to be the best in the world but you want to be the best you can do you want to see how good you can be at roller derby and at life based on your own personal goals, desires, dreams, everything you want in this world, you can totally do it. But you got to approach it the right way and you got to be surrounded by the right people. And I think that's the perfect place to leave it this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle podcast. Tell, again, tell your friends, subscribe, rate and review could really use some more reviews if you want to give me a late Christmas present. It would be awesome. And just go out there and kick some serious you-know-what in 2019. We're not as explicit as the last episode. I hope you've been listening to that song a lot. I really love it. Have a wonderful New Year, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Let's start 2019 on the right foot and just crush it. I'm so excited to crush it with you. I'll see you next time. We have been talking about Derby, sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.